Rx what? This is Rx Radio. Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe on RX Radio, and I am Crystal, always looking forward to hearing from my guests, hearing about their experience, especially when they're so passionate about what they do. My guest today is an award-winning investigative journalist with a decade of experience in TV and radio news. He is the founder and managing director of 24-7 Broadcasting Limited, which has under it Uganda's first 24-hour online multimedia news service, you no, we need this. News 24-7, events 24-7, articulate films and photography, and articulate communications. He's also a fellow of the Thomson Reuters Foundation, BBC, Voice of America, African Institute for Investigative Journalism, Institute for the Advancement of Journalism, and the Intergovernmental Authority on Development. My, my, my. I have Mr. Daniel Lutaya joining me on the Groove Cafe today. Hello, oh. Daniel. Hello, and I'm really flattered already. <laughs> <laughs> You've been busy. Yeah, I've been busy. You've yes. been busy. Welcome yes. to the Groove Cafe. Thank you. It's How are you here. doing? I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm, I'm enjoying it. Okay. I'm, I'm enjoying it. We are driving the revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're doing things differently. Exactly. All right. We were just talking before that this year, at least I feel like I've blinked and 2022 is done. How has it been for you? It's one of those years that I think will go by and we will not remember it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right? There there are years that are not remembered, like... um, 2019 mm. <laughs> you know everybody yeah. remembers 2020 because there was covid that whole year was full of covid that's a good point yeah so there are years that just go by there are years even in my, in my own you know i don't remember what happened to me in 2017 i don't remember that year hmm. do you i'm having a moment i know 2018 was a big year for me yeah uh-huh okay so there are those years that you know you just flip through and there's nothing that happened really but for this one, it's really been fast. Okay. But a lot has also happened in this year, especially okay. for me. But I feel that, you know, because of um, how fast it has seemed to move, mm-hmm. we may just forget about this year. Okay. But a lot has happened for you. Are yes. we talking about good things? A lot of good things. A lot of good yes, things. a lot of good things on my part. Mm-hmm. I don't Any think, highlights? Uh, yeah, yeah. First of all, I, I left mainstream media mm-hmm. to go and, and start an online... Uh, broadcasting station and mm-hmm. online uh, 24 it's very ambitious you know yes it is very ambitious <laughs> when you say those things i feel like oh wow we have a lot to do mm-hmm. because it's uh the vision is huge mm-hmm. it's 24/7 news online mm-hmm. you know and we're dealing with the a country where internet proliferation is still a problem. Internet prices are still very high. Yes. But we have to do it. Because we have to because the world is moving forward. And it's moving very fast. Mm-hmm. Extremely fast. You know, um, whereas the, the projections were that would be digital in the next five years, I think it's going to be very close. It could even be two. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very fast. Just imagine how fast TikTok blew up. Thank you. You like, know. what's TikTok? And people exactly. can't live without it. People just 
Actually, and some... everything's on TikTok. Exactly. In the beginning, I'll be honest, was one of those people because of WhatsApp. The only yeah. videos you're seeing were like the trending ones, yeah. maybe the challenges, maybe the dance videos. But there are recipes on there for someone who loves food. Yeah. There's all manner of things. There, there is everything for everybody. There mm-hmm. is cars for the guys History, who love vehicles. Fashion. There's, exactly. Mm-hmm. And this is an app that was created maybe less than three years ago, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And that's how fast. The internet can move Actually, on. Thank you. You've just put it in perspective nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how fast the world moves to digital. Mm-hmm. And you saw the likes of Facebook with their Instagram and uh, Google with their YouTube trying mm-hmm. to catch up. Yeah. In just those three years, they've created two new products. All of them are trying to go for the short <laughs> videos, the vertical videos, uh-huh. scrolling up. And it's amazing to see mm-hmm. how fast it happened. So for me this year, it was just to... Um, bite the bullet and say I have to get onto this revolution otherwise it will leave because it is a very quick bus mm-hmm. yeah. and I think there's still many people stuck in their ways still doing things you know the way they used to yeah. And you know what? What's that saying? You know, either change or change will change yes, you, you. Something you, like you that. Either change or change will change you. Uh-huh. Now, this change will not change you if you are in the media space and you don't change. You will collapse. Mm. Yes, unfortunately. You will die. But we've seen people also trying to also yeah. scramble to move forward. Exactly because now, for example, one of the things that actually made us start twenty four seven was because we believed news was going to die. Mm. because we were catching up and these are things that I keep talking about on my social media platforms now Mm -hmm. I tell people that we realized that I actually realized that when I went home I had spent six months without watching the news I was working on on TV Wow! I had spent six months without saying oh it's seven o'clock let's tune into the news and yet you're still keeping up to date with what's happening in the world because by the time I got home Mm -hmm. I had known about everything that has happened somehow (laughs) I was on Twitter I knew what Trump had said Uh I knew what uh, you're on WhatsApp (laughs) yes I'm on WhatsApp I know everything yeah I know everything if I want to know what the president had said, the president has his own Twitter handle. So he tells me directly. <laughs> directly. Exactly. So I wouldn't tune into the news because I felt that they were going to tell me things that the guys themselves have already told me. Mm-hmm. You, you want to tell me that the, the Capitol has been has been bombarded by Trump supporters? Mm-hmm. I've seen it mm-hmm. live. Yeah, on you're Facebook. watching it live. I'm watching it live. Mm-hmm. So uh, because of that, I said, you know what? I think journalists are going to become a dying breed. If we don't move right mm-hmm. now, yeah. if we don't find the audience where they are. So the audience is on TikTok. Take the news there. Yeah. Don't tell the audience, please come to my TV <laughs> and watch uh, news on the TV or, you know, read my paper or you have to go there yes. and take the news there. Because now you have to reach someone in the palm of their hand. Exactly. It has to be convenient for nobody, them. Nobody, and I always tell my teams, now the, the consumer habits are that nobody wants to move from one screen to another. <laughs> if it's on another screen, they won't watch it. Yeah. Give it to them on the screen which they are watching at the moment mm-hmm. so that they get it because attention span is very limited. That too. So the amount of viewers that you will lose by telling them to switch to another TV station mm. and then uh, click on uh, maybe DSTV or Star Times or whatever and then watch it load and open. <laughs> they will just do something Because else. of our beautiful internet speeds. <laughs> exactly. They'll, they'll just do something different. Mm. So I went to your Twitter earlier today yes. and you were giving it to a meme. I was like, ah! <laughs> Honestly, <I'm... laughs> this is a tweet I'm going to suggest you go and see for yourself. I'm like, goodness, what <laughs> <laughs> when someone no. is done, they are done. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, yeah, you know, 
everybody has their frustrations with Umeme, but mm-hmm. yesterday we were editing. Mm-hmm. So we were editing um, a video for Fridays. We always upload our videos on Fridays. So we are editing this video and we are in the zone. Anybody who knows uh-huh. the media knows when you are in that z- and you feel ideas are flowing mm-hmm. and you're putting in all these sorts of things, all these transitions, all these nice things and the team is there and everybody, the graphics guys, everybody is like fresh. Uh-huh. We are in the Everything zone. is coming together and then perfectly. Umeme just goes and does their thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I was so livid. I was annoyed. I, I, said, I know. What? I felt it. I felt. Let me just give you a few <laughs> highlights from this from this tweet. Uh, may your offices flood. May the loudest pastors with daily overnights set up next to all your homes. May your cars get spoiled on the Entebbe Express Highway. May your pork never come on time. Eee, isn't that going too far? <laughs> it really yeah. cracked me up. But yes, it also just reflects the you know the frustrations that we yes. all have, and in many ways ways that's what communication and news is about that's what yes, media is yes, about you is. have to have that connection yes but also the way you um, put out this information it's not just about venting mm-hmm. it's uh, understanding that the internet needs some needs things that are fun mm-hmm. so even when you're venting against women it's try still to make entertainment it fun, so it's entertaining to people and yes. people will like that mm-hmm. so you notice that Power didn't only go off at our offices. Mm-hmm. It went off in a very <laughs> wide area. But yes. everybody was venting. But I vented differently and that's why the tweet went viral. So yes. it's... it's um, I always tell my teams, think content. Always. Yeah. When you see something, if it's something that has happened, think content. Uh, because um, content is king. Now that is our motto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one is our motto. It's on in our offices. We content printed, is king. Yes, we printed a very big... Um, frame okay and put it up in the office and mm-hmm. i told them that uh the chart yes the, the back stops with content okay so content is above the managing director it's above the general manager so we actually <laughs> we, we have our company tree uh-huh. and it starts down with the support staff reporters and and everybody then there is the general manager and then there is me mm-hmm. and then on top we put content so that wow. they can understand yes that Everything you do is to serve the content. Wow. So if the content needs something and the ED is saying something different, do the content. Mm-hmm. You will explain. That is powerful. Yes. But you know, Daniel, we've gone so far. I have to take you back a bit. Yes. A little bit. Tell me about little Daniel. Mm, tell me about where you <laughs> where you grew up. Um, okay. So I'm originally from Kayunga. Okay. And Kayunga district. And I made a lot of noise about that on social media but i was raised in ginger district i was also born in uh, ginger hospital mm-hmm. but my family is from kayunga okay so so that is home home yes home mm-hmm. home my mother is from ginger my father is from kayunga these districts are very close to each other mm-hmm. so i know now that probably my dad went to ginger to have fun one day and then <laughs> met this girl and then <laughs> fell in love most people and don't want to think about those things uh, they're like yeah. my parents no they they never did anything <laughs> i just arrived miraculously yeah i think because <laughs> but no, mm-hmm. knowing how close these districts are the guy might have just crossed the bridge and went over there uh-huh. and found this girl and then they met and have you ever her. asked them no, my dad died. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. He died. I never met him. 
Okay. But but uh, my mother, my mother keeps you know the, she keeps telling me your dad was a very handsome man, very tall man, kind of like yourself, mm-hmm. but he was a little bit lighter than you. He was more handsome than you. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> mommy, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I I went to Victoria Nile mm-hmm. Primary School in Jinja, uh-huh. and from there I went to Chisubi High School mm-hmm. in, in Entebbe. My first time to come to Kampala. Oh, to come I to was, high school. Yeah, to come to high school. I saw big buildings. I said, what is this? <laughs> you know, it was huge. This uh-huh. city, by the way, people think this city has expanded and it's big now. Mm-hmm. This city was big to me. It was huge. I didn't understand anything. There were so many border borders. There were so many taxis. Mm-hmm. You remember how... It was old, just so fast and yes, so that, busy, that right? taxi park mm-hmm. was so many taxis. I kept asking my elder brother because he was at university. Yes. So I kept asking him, how do you people move through this city? It looks like it's very confusing. Mm. And he said, you get the hang of it. No, I remember seeing the aerial view of the old taxi park back in the day. And I thought that's kind of what, you know, we see when we look down at ants, you know, when they're all just moving all over the place. I think, especially now we have the border borders and all that. Uh We just look like this confused mess, but we find our way. We find our way in this city. And I didn't know any place in Kampala. Mm -hmm. And after senior four, because senior one to senior four, I used to go back to Jinja every holiday. Okay. And then senior four... Um, vacation my mother moved to Kampala to work Mm -hmm. so when she moved to Kampala we started living in Zambia Uh so I only knew two places Jinja and Zambia (laughs) Zambia in a ghetto called Kamwanyi Mm-hmm. Now that place was a real ghetto because it was a real ghetto. We were living in a in a one room, mm-hmm. uh, three boys, and our mother. Okay. So, Are you the oldest? No, I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. Yeah. Okay. So we would live there, and mom would go every morning to work mm-hmm. in Kampala, and then come back. And we were not allowed to move away from Zambia mm. because we didn't even understand what lay. Beyond the railway, you know, there was a railway barracks at that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I Zambia. remember it. Yeah, I think there's a steel there right now. Mm-hmm. So there was a and railway. another huge, yeah, another uh-huh. huge building. Mm-hmm. So there was a railway barracks there. So we were only allowed to move right up to the the fence of the police barracks because okay. they were they were close to each other. Mm-hmm. But don't cross the road to go to the railway barracks. Don't cross the road to go to sharing. Stay this side. So you had your little area mapped out. Exactly. That was Kampala for me. But you know when you're in Zambia, you can see the city. Mm -hmm. You can see those big buildings. Mm -hmm. You can see the workers' house. So I used to watch and say, my mother is there. I wish I could go there. You know? Mm -hmm. That's why I say, I I wish I could go there. I had a friend called Elvis. He now works for the UN. Mm -hmm. So Elvis was born here in Kampala. He was from Bugolovi. Okay. So Elvis knew the city. And my mother now trusted, because he was my best friend, Mm -hmm. he trusted him to take me around. So Uh whenever Elvis came, actually in vacation, it is only Elvis that was allowed to take me away from Zambia. Your mom was strict though, eh? Yes, very. You have to be strict to raise a child in the ghetto. Mm -hmm. And three boys at that. Yeah, because otherwise, if I tell you where my ghetto friends are right now, they are Mm. not like me. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to really be strict. So I would go out with Elvis, then he would show me this is Gardens. I Garden City was huge. <laughs> Garden City had a lift. I know. A lift. It was a big deal. I what about it. the escalators? No, the, the escalators I think came later when Oasis Mall opened. Oh. Yes, Garden City had a lift. Okay. Inside there. Yes, there, those I remember. Lifts are still there. Mm-hmm. Those were my first lifts. I remember I got into those <laughs> lifts. 
Ha! Oh my god. It was like I was in in a movie. Mm-hmm. I had seen this lifts on TV. <laughs> I was in a lift. And it's just three floors. Yes. But I think I That's got a into, big deal. You got out on every floor, right? Yes, I got out on every floor. Then I first it was like a ride for me. It was like I was at Disney World. I first <laughs> entered the lift and it took me up and down, up and down. I and love I it. felt like the king of Kampala. Uh-huh. Oh, it was amazing. How old were you at that point? Uh, I think I was like uh Maybe 16, mm-hmm. 16 years old. That was like S3 around there? Yeah, S4 vacation. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we we would go to Garden City, not buy anything because we couldn't afford anything. Mm-hmm. But had, just to hang out. Yes, we would just go to hang out. So sometimes we would have transport to go to Garden City mm-hmm. and no transport to come back. So we'd walk. But for me... Through the city? Yes, that was the mm-hmm. best time. We would walk through the city and learn mm-hmm. new, new places and whatever. And then, you know what? I missed that. When I was younger, we used to do that as well. We yeah. used to walk through the city, exactly. especially on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't see anyone doing that anymore. No, I think the city is is too maybe crowded or something. I don't mm-hmm. know, but maybe they're still doing it, but we don't know. Mm. I might have but, to start again. Yeah, we used to walk, <laughs> and then we, me and Elvis, decided to go to the same school mm-hmm. in A level, so we went to Saint Lawrence, and then from there now. People may be wondering, how did this ghetto poor people manage to go to these schools? My mother was very, very, mm-hmm. uh, very industrious. Okay. So she would do all sorts of businesses. She would sell charcoal. Mm. She would sell, but, but everything she did was to make sure that we go to the schools we want. Wow. Yes. So she would say, I don't have a lot, but I'm going to make sure you get the education you want. And after you get that education, I'm done with you. If they expel you, I'm done with you. Any small problem at school mm-hmm. like this, I'm done with you. You can. Now that's powerful because yeah. you had to keep yourself in check. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you knew the sacrifice she was making. Yeah. So we went there. Then I went to St. Lawrence. We studied and I studied history, um, economics and geography. And, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I think high school for me was um, the biggest highlights of high school was in O-Level. Okay. When I was being introduced to Kampala. So, you know, you are in the boarding school and then people are talking about um, Didi's World. People are talking <laughs> about all these sorts of things. Uh-huh. You don't know. Uh-huh. You know, kids are saying, I come from Nigeria. I come from Nakula. I've never heard of these places. Mm-hmm. We only knew in Zambia. <laughs> yes. I, and it was amazing for me. It was a new experience for, for people. But I also met people from different... It was the first time for me to meet people from different cultures. Because, mm-hmm. you know, high school, we would we even had international students from South Sudan, Rwanda, right. uh, Kenya. So, so I, it was quite an education, an yes. introduction to life. Yeah, it was an introduction to life for me because in my village, I only knew Lusoga, mm-hmm. Uganda, and people who knew those languages. I didn't know anybody from any other place in the world. Mm-hmm. But then this introduced me, and then that's when I also learned about journalism, mm. O-level, and then senior three, me and Elvis still started anchoring news on the assembly. Oh, yes. This, this goes back. Yes. This goes back that far. Because I was going to ask you, when did the bug hit you? The media communication bug? Yeah. So I started in senior three anchoring news. So we we're part of the debate and writers club. Mm-hmm. And so we had an, uh, a news magazine. Mm. which was not a magazine in the sense of it right now. Mm-hmm. It was a Manila paper, very big Manila paper, where we would cut out from newspapers. And, and stick articles stick there. Stick articles and then write with a pen. Okay. Yeah, so we had that on the notice board. 
uh, weekly. And then we also had our news every week on the assembly. Mm -hmm. Now, this news was not really about what's happening in the country. Uh, we would have that segment, but the most catchy segments were sports segment, but also the the news around the school segment. Mm -hmm. So, right, uh, you know, senior six boys were seen eating donuts <laughs> and yet they claim to be rich gang. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right, you would write very nice, you know. So, you had already tapped into the entertainment value yeah. back then. F funny news was amazing. People would always look at me when me and Elvis would get close to the uh, canteen area mm -hmm. everybody would stop buying whatever they are buying because they knew these are journalists <laughs> so i felt powerful and i think that's when i fell in love with journalists i say oh this thing is actually powerful mm -hmm. people fear me people want to be in my good books mm -hmm. they say oh please write nice things about me uh be nice i said oh okay it's so a I'm, lot of power i'm actually one of the powerful guys in this school <laughs> so i started writing and and i would write you know uh, if there was a sports game between mm -hmm. maybe senior one, senior four, and then senior one beats senior fours. I would write and sensationalize the stories. Mm -hmm. Senior four boys were crying by the end of it all, and people seemed to like it, so we kept doing it. Wow! Was there ever a point for you where you were thinking, okay, maybe I'll do something else, or was this yes. always clear for you? I think uh, at one point, because I was doing it just for fun, mm -hmm. uh, and I liked it, but then. Um, there was a little bit of peer pressure in all level. I went to school at a time when everybody said sciences were the best. Ah. And the next best thing, if you are not a doctor, engineer, the next best lawyer, thing pilot. was lawyer. For ah. arts, anybody in arts, you have to be <laughs> a, a lawyer. lawyer. Otherwise, you're a failure. Mm -hmm. So I said, I, I can, I'm not a failure. I'm, I'm, I'm an intelligent guy. I'm going to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. So I started, and because I was in the debate club and they used to tell us lawyers debate, so we said, oh, we're going to be lawyers. We're going to be very big lawyers in this town. So we started researching in newspapers. There was no Google mm -hmm. by then. <laughs> yes. Um, I think Google was there, but we just didn't have access to it mm -hmm. uh, because internet was crazy expensive right. by then. People think internet is now expensive now. Try the time I was studying. Try mm -hmm. the 2000s and see. Yes. So... Me and Elvis told ourselves that we we're going to be lawyers and then we started now going into that direction of law. Mm -hmm. So um, fast forward into A-level, I was still doing journalism at school. Yeah. I was anchoring news um, on the assembly. Oh, even in uh, A-level? Yes, even in A-level. I was mm -hmm. still part of the debate and writers club. I was doing poems. I was doing... Uh, Elvis was better at poems. Mm. So if he's listening to this, he'll say, you are lying on the poem bit. It was me <laughs> who was... <laughs> so you're coming clean now. Yeah, I'm coming clean. He was better with the poems. He was one of the best poets that Paris had. Okay. And so we would meet. So we went to the same school, but different campuses. Yes. So he was at Paris. I was at London College and would always meet during the music, dance and drama. Mm -hmm. So I would be this side... Uh, you know, maybe reciting a poem and he was the other side reciting a poem. I'm sure this one, he can't dispute. He used to beat me in poems. I used to beat him in in uh, acting. So I'm sensing some serious competition it here. Was, it was. Mm -hmm. It was a huge competition. When we joined the rugby club, we, we both joined the rugby club mm -hmm. and, and he was uh, on the other side at Paris playing rugby. I was this side playing rugby and I think we beat them like 
twice. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but so we wanted to be lawyers, mm-hmm. and after in A level, I think Elvis changed and said he wanted to do something connected to logistics mm. and transport. Okay. There used to be sessions of. Um, I don't know. I've forgotten what they're what, called. Career guidance. Career guidance. Mm-hmm. So whenever those people used to come to school, they would introduce to us. I think by the time I was in A level, the society had changed a lot from these traditional jobs mm-hmm. of lawyer, engineer, doctor, pilot. Okay. And they were now trying to introduce us to new mm-hmm. um, professions. Yes. So they introduced him to transport and logistics, and he liked it. Yeah. And he's and like, "That's what I'm gonna do." Yes. Yeah, they say that's what I'm gonna do for me. They introduced me to everything else. I said, no, 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 no. I'll still be a lawyer. Okay. I want to wear a suit. <laughs> I have never worn a suit since then. So and the whole idea. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was about looking cool. And they said lawyers get all the girls, apparently. Eh? Yes. Okay. A level, they told us lawyers. This is new information. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much to our amazing guest, Daniel Lutaya. We are still chatting more. This conversation continues tomorrow on The Groove. And that's only on RX Radio. Groove Cafe.